Lord is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely for it. Good evening, everybody. What an exciting time to experience the goodness of God and the things that he has prepared for us. Father... We are so grateful and delighted in you. It is our delight to do your will. And Lord, we give you all the glory and all the praise tonight as we experience your goodness, as we hear your word, and our lives are changed forever. Praise your holy and wonderful name. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Amen. Let's stand together.
Come on, let's worship him tonight, church. God, we declare you're bigger. You're bigger than the enemy. Whatever the enemy tries to do to your people, to your creation, he cannot succeed because you're bigger. Oh, Jesus. 
you, Lord Jesus. You make a way. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Highways in the desert. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yeah. Oh, you make a way, Lord. Make a way, We declare your way. Oh, we give you thanks and praise, Hallelujah to your holy name, Lord Jesus. Oh, we give you thanks and praise, Lord, that you showed us how to live. You showed us how to love. And Lord, we are strong in you and in the power of your might. And Lord, we thank you so much for your voice and how you communicate and speak to your people. a way of rescuing that the world knows nothing about. I have the way of bringing about a deliverance where the enemy didn't know what happened. I've delivered my servants from prison. I've delivered my people from bondage. For I am the deliverer. I am the rescuer. And I am very present in trouble. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. You may have your seats. I wanted to uh, read something from Psalm 9. Starting with verse 7. It says, But the Lord will remain and sit enthroned forever. He has prepared and established his throne for judgment. He will judge the world in righteousness. He will execute judgment for the nations with fairness. The Lord also will be a refuge and a stronghold for the oppressed. A refuge in times of trouble. Verse 10. And those who know your name, who have experienced your precious mercy, will put their confident trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not abandoned those who seek you. Sing praises to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Declare among the peoples his great and wondrous deeds. For he he who avenges blood unjustly remembers them, his people. He does not forget the cry of the afflicted. And the abused. Have mercy on me and be gracious to me, O Lord. Father, we just pray for what is happening in the nations today in the name of Jesus. Lord, we bring to you the nation of Afghanistan. And Lord, we ask you to bring deliverance and rescue to the people there. Lord, that those who desire to leave will have safe passage. And Lord, you will bring stability and revival and and a new way of thinking and operating to that nation in the name of Jesus. 
And Lord, we give you thanks and praise that we can pray that the nations be our inheritance. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that we can be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men because not all men have the faith. And Lord, I pray that you would bring deliverance from the wicked and unreasonable men in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we give you thanks and praise. Father, we also pray for the country of Haiti, Lord, who experienced a terrible earthquake, Lord. And many people are displaced. Father, this is a time for you to shine. This is a time for your word to go forth and for people to see the goodness of God and the hand of God. And Lord, we just pray that you stretch forth your hand and bring healing and wholeness to the broken and to the homeless in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we ask you to raise up warriors and workers who will work for your kingdom and proclaim your truth. And we give you thanks and praise, Father, for you are the God who rules and reigns. And we thank you, Lord, for working in this earth in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, God is good all the time. Hallelujah. I want, just want to let you know that um, September 5th, we're going to have uh, Andrew Taylor and Ann Taylor going to be with us here on Sunday. And that's going to be a great time. And uh, he's a Bible school teacher, missionary, and all kinds of things. And he'll be a blessing. Um, also, tomorrow night, pray for me. I'm going to be uh, ministering to a group of uh, pastors in India via Zoom. And uh, so that'll be exciting. And uh, God is good. Amen. Amen. And we're glad that you're here. Hallelujah. And of course, uh, if you desire to give tonight, that is available to you. You can give any time during the service. If you're watching this, you can give online through our website at bcfpa.org. Or, yeah, bcfpa.org. Amen. All right, we're going to dismiss our kids so that they can have a good time and be taught the word. Hallelujah, kids. Have a great class. Be refreshed. Hallelujah. Experience the goodness of God. Tonight we're going to have a benefit loading meeting. Are you guys ready to receive? You haven't reached your capacity, have you? You got a little more room for what God wants to do tonight? All right, if you have your Bibles, I want you to start in Psalm 68. Psalm 68. And uh, we're going to look at verse uh, 19. And this is going to be a little different. But how many know God's a creator? Psalm 68, verse 19. King James said, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. Even the God of our salvation. All right, now, 
in order to get the context, we're going to read this in a couple different translations. Uh, the New Living Translation says, Praise the Lord, praise God our Savior, for each day he carries us in his arms. How many know that it is a benefit not to be able to carry a load? Right? The English Standard Version said, Blessed be the Lord who daily bears us up. God is our salvation. And God's Word translation says, Thanks be to the Lord who daily carries our burdens for us. God is our salvation. And uh, the Message Bible says this, Blessed be the Lord, day after day, He carries us along. He's our Savior, our God, oh yes. He's God for us. He's God who saves us. Can you say amen? Amen. So Jesus bore our burden so that we could possess his blessing. Think about how the burden of sin was. That was a weight that we could not carry. It weighs you down, right? We were not meant to be burdened. We were meant to be blessed. Unload your burdens and receive his blessings. All right? In order to make room for God, we got to unload some burdens. Right? And um, empty yourself of self and be filled with him. Right? You know, the Bible says to deny yourself, doesn't it? And then he bore the load so you can reach your goal. You know, you're never going to get your goal if we're burdened down with things. Right? So I want you to look at Psalm 55, verse 22. So Jesus bore our burden. He took away our sin that would have crushed any one of us had we tried to get rid of it ourselves. We couldn't, actually. So Psalm 55, verse 22 says, Cast your burdens upon the Lord, and he will sustain you. Aren't you glad that we can cast our burdens unto him? Yes. He will never, he'll, he'll never let the righteous be shaken. You might be stirred, but you won't be shaken. <laughs> All right, and then 1 Peter 5, 7. 1 Peter 5, 7. It says, casting all your cares or anxieties, all your worries and all your concerns once and for all on who? On him. For he cares about you with the deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. Okay, so we got to cast our cares, right? We got to cast our burdens because tonight we're going to receive some benefits. We're going to get loaded up tonight. We're going to get filled up tonight. We're going to be encouraged tonight. We're going to be inspired tonight. We're going to be lifted up tonight. Am I in the right place tonight? All right, let's go to Isaiah chapter 53. 
Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5. I'll read this from the Amplified. Isaiah 53, 4. But in fact, he has what? Born our griefs. See, grief will weigh you down. But Jesus bore our griefs. Well, what happens if you experience grief for for a night? What's going to happen in the morning? Joy comes in the morning, right? There is a time for grief, but we shouldn't be burdened down with it. Jesus, he bore our griefs and he carried our sorrows and pains. He actually bore our sicknesses and our pains. Yet we ignorantly assume that he was stricken, struck down by God, and degraded and humiliated. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Why was he wounded? For our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities or crushed by our wickedness, our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing. Anybody here beside me ever do anything wrong? Yes. The punishment of our well-being fell on him and by his stripes, what? We're healed. So he took away our pain, he took away our sickness, and he heals us. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. There's one word that is an all-inclusive word that describes the benefits we've received in Christ Jesus. And it's not inheritance. It is righteousness. It is righteousness. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. He made Christ, who knew no sin, to be sin on our behalf, so that in him we would become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He became something he was not. So that we could become something that we were not. And we entered into a divine exchange with God. And we became the righteousness of God. We had right standing with God. We have been justified. We have been forgiven. We have been purchased. And with righteousness, we have access to every benefit that God's given us. He made us acceptable to him. He placed us in a right relationship with him by his gracious loving kindness. All right, let's go to Romans 6. I haven't gotten to the benefit part yet. We're getting there. Romans 6, verse 18. Hallelujah. It is okay to get excited over God's goodness. The more excited we are, the more blessed we become. Romans 6, verse 18, says, having been set free from sin. Right now, 
We are set free from sin. It can't hold us. It can't get a grip on us. It can't dominate us. It can't contain us. It can't keep us because we've been made free from sin. We have become the slaves of righteousness. All right, and then Ephesians 1, 3. So God in his infinite wisdom, it says, Blessed and worthy of praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with what? All or every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Say, I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. When you got in Christ, you became right with God. When you got in Christ, you accepted him as your Savior. You accepted him as your Lord. You were made right, and you have been given full access with every spiritual benefit, every spiritual blessing. Everything that we need has been made available to us. It is ours to possess. It is ours. It's already been given to us. You don't have to toil for it. You didn't earn it. It came to you by grace. It's a gift of God. Righteousness is a gift of God. We couldn't make ourselves right. There was nothing that we could do that would make ourselves right with God because God's law required a blood sacrifice. And that blood sacrifice was made by a spotless male lamb named Jesus who put his body on a cross. He died on a cross. He shed his blood. He paid the price. And now it is done. It is finished. So let's get ready to receive our daily load tonight. I'm only going to read from one book of the Bible. And it's the book of Proverbs. Proverbs, I mean, seriously, we're going to talk about all the benefits. We'd have to have a seminar. (laughs) Hallelujah. All right, in Proverbs chapter 2, Proverbs chapter 2, verse 7, we're going to be in the book of Proverbs. We're going to camp out here for a little bit. But these are benefits. These are things that God has given to us through righteousness. He gives it to the righteous. Who are the righteous? That's you and I. Say, I'm righteous. Say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. How did you get to be righteous? You believed in Jesus. You put your faith in Jesus. Can't be righteous any other way. There's no other person that can make you righteous. Only a relationship with Jesus. Okay? So, he says in verse 7, He lays up sound wisdom 
For who? For the righteous. One of the benefits that he daily loads us with is wisdom. Wisdom has been stored up for you. And he says, he is a buckler or a shield to them that walk uprightly. Not only does he daily load you with wisdom, but he is your protector. He is your shield. Do you know what your shield does? It quenches every fiery dart of the wicked one. He throws flaming arrows at you, but our shield of faith quenches it. And God is a shield to us. He surrounds you. Amen? And in Proverbs 9, 9, it says, give instruction to a wise man. Do we have any wise men here? You guys came from the east because you saw the star. And when you saw the light, you rejoiced, right? And you came to worship Jesus from afar. Give instruction to a wise man and he will become even wiser. Teach a righteous man and he will increase in learning. So a daily benefit that God loads us with is increased learning. God is not against learning. We are all learning. Amen? There's not one of us here that knows it all. That is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That is Jesus. He is omniscient. All right? So he daily loads us with wisdom. He daily loads us with benefits. He daily loads us with increased learning. Right? That's growth. How many are growing? Amen? Aren't you glad that we can grow? Hallelujah. We were meant to grow. Glory to God. Proverbs 3, 33. 3, 33. The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the just and righteous. God gives you a blessed home. Say, my home is blessed. blessed. Why? Because you got got a homeboy named Jesus who lives there. You got a homeboy named the Holy Spirit who lives there, right? Your home is blessed. It's a place of safety and rest and security. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's something that he daily loads us with. All right? Go to Proverbs 10.6. Is the excitement building yet? Proverbs 10.6. Blessings. Notice it says blessings. Plural. Are upon the head of the just. But violence covers the mouth of the wicked. I thought about this. He puts it on our head. And it comes to us through grace because it comes from above. And first of all, his blessing changes our thinking and our thinking changes our behavior. Our thinking is what produces the results, right? Where your mind goes, the man will follow. 
Just while you're driving, look to this, look to the left and see what happens. Right? So blessings are upon my head. They come down from above. All good and perfect gifts come from above, from the Father of lights, in whom there's no variance, no shadow of turning. Every good gift. See, our God is a giver of good gifts. He gives me good gifts every day. Glory to God. So these are benefits that he daily loads us with. Why? Because we, are, we cast our cares to him. We gave him our burdens. We're, we're living in trust to him. I don't know how this is going to work out, God, but I'm trusting you to work it out. See, that's what a righteous person does. A righteous person trusts God. Amen? And as a result, these things come upon us daily. All right, Proverbs 10, 7. Look at verse 7. The memory of the just is blessed. Oh, come on, someone say amen. Amen. My memory is blessed. But the name of the wicked shall rot. We got a blessed head and a blessed memory. That's a daily benefit. Did you know that the Holy Spirit will even help you? He'll remind you what God spoke to you. If we ever forget it. Hallelujah. Blessed head, blessed memory, blessed home. Glory to God. Look at verse 24. I'm excited. The fear of the wicked... It shall come upon him, but the desire of the righteous shall be what? Granted. How many know, when we delight ourselves in God, he'll give you the desires of your heart. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Your desires will be granted. Glory to God. We got to ignite some fire in our desire. Amen. And when, when, when you're walking with God, you're going to desire the things that God desires. You're going to be in agreement. You're going to be in harmony. You're going to be one. Jesus prayed in John 17. He said, Father, I pray that they be one like you and I are one. Hallelujah. We can be one with God through Jesus Christ. We have been aligned with God in Jesus and he, we got to make room for these benefits. Amen? All right, let's go to Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4. God is a God of increase. I love this verse in verse 18. Proverbs 4, verse 18. The path of the righteous is like the light of dawn. It shines brighter and brighter until it reaches its full strength and glory and the perfect day. So God tells us to walk in light, doesn't he? 
And the light that we walk in, it's getting brighter and brighter as we go. Y'all are going to need some sunglasses. You might need a welding mask. It's going to be so bright. But the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter. The King James says, as the noonday sun. How many have ever seen the sun at noon? It is, you can't look at it. It is bright, bright. But that's how our future is. Our path gets brighter and brighter because we're walking in the path of light. Right? We're walking on the path of righteousness. We're walking on the path of life. Amen? And believe me, there are other paths. The Bible says, the New Testament says, wide is the road that leads to destruction. In other words, it doesn't take, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to be destroyed. But narrow is the way that leads to righteousness. And what's that way called? It's called the way of holiness. Amen? So increased light, a lighted path that increases in brightness. Woo, glory to God. You don't have to plug in the light. Do you realize that the glory of God in heaven is so bright, they don't need street lights. They don't need a generator. They don't need a nuclear power plant. They don't need a hydroelectric dam because the glory of God emanates so much light, it lights the entire place. Don't got to change a bulb. Don't got to put one of those twisty bulbs in. The brightness of God and his light, you can get a suntan, an S-O-N tan. How do you get an S-O-N tan? You just hang around in the light. One time, years ago, when I was still single, I was in Illinois, and I just had been praying and studying a lot, worshiping, praying, studying. I don't know, I did it for a couple hours. And then uh, later that day, we were hanging around some friends. And uh, we were outside on a picnic table. And one of my friends just kept looking at me. I'm like, what? They said, you're glowing. I said, cool. (laughs) Do you remember when Moses was on the mountain of Mount Sinai for 40 days? The man was lit up, right? Because when he came down, people said, Moses put a veil on it. Like, we can't look at you, dude, right? He was lit up in the presence of God. Whoo! Glory to God. All right, Proverbs 10.3. The reason that they're not in order is because I, I categorized them a little bit. I put similar ones together. Proverbs 10.3 Notice what it says. The Lord will not suffer the soul of the righteous to famish. Listen, the righteous are never going to go hungry. Come on, somebody. You're never going to go hungry. 
but he cast away the substance of the wicked. Hallelujah. God's going to provide. I mean, he had to send ravens, not the Baltimore ravens. But he literally had to send ravens. He commanded ravens to feed Elijah in the midst of a famine. Bread and meat in the morning, bread and meat in the evening. A whopper in the morning, maybe a sausage biscuit, and a whopper in the evening, right? But ravens are considered unclean. How many would like a waiter or a raven for a waiter? Oh, how can I help you? But that, that's, what, that's what God said to do. So if God says a raven's going to bring you food, just say, thank you, raven. <laughs> She's actually thanking God, right? But you're never going to go hungry. He will feed you. He will care for you. Verse 9, Proverbs 10, 9. He that walks uprightly walks surely or securely, but he that perverts his ways shall be known. Okay? Your walk is secure and safe on a well-lit path. Hallelujah. And you're going to be bold. I mean, think about it. Have you seen a person that was careful? Not, not cautious, but full of care. And have you seen a person that's carefree? A person who's carefree walks different. A person who has no burden attached to them, they, they, they have an air about them. They have a confidence about them. Amen? This is how we were designed to walk in God's kingdom. We're, we're, we're to walk uprightly. That's walking in righteousness. And uh, our walk will be secure. Jesus will make sure that your foot will not slip. I mean, the path was secure for Peter to get out of the boat and actually take a couple steps on the water. Right? He was following Jesus. Jesus said, come. Of course, he was answering Peter's question. Peter said, that's you, bid me come. Boy, you don't know what you're saying. You know? Who would have thought when, when Peter said that, that Jesus would have said, come? <laughs> Amen? Did you know that God, oh, yeah. I'm going to get to that in just a second. Hallelujah. Proverbs 13, 6. 13, 6. You know, I was thinking that going from one book was a little bit more doable than trying to have every benefit. I want you to leave tonight saying, I'm too full. I'm too full. Yeah. Because you've got a lot of benefits. A lot, daily load. Think about that. A daily load. Right? You, you bring your cares and your worries, and he gives you blessing in exchange. That's awesome. Proverbs 13, 6. Righteousness keeps him that is upright in the way, but wickedness overthrows the sinner. The Amplified says, 
It guards the one whose way is blameless. God will guard you. Hallelujah. How many know that God's a good guard? Amen. He is able to keep that which you commit to him. Glory to God. He is able to commit and bring it to pass. You know, when you, when you give God your life, he'll make sure that your life is taken care of. Amen? All right. Let's go back to Proverbs 10. And let's talk about our mouth a little bit. Did you know that your mouth is the primary tool of which you release faith? It's the primary tool. That means there's other ones. Proverbs 10:11. The mouth of the righteous man is a well of life. Whoo, that's pretty powerful. You got life in your mouth. Amen. The words that you speak bring life. A word fitly spoken is like an apple of gold. And words of wisdom are a source of blessing. Glory to God. Verses 20, 20 and 21. The tongue of the just is as choice silver. The heart of the wicked is little worth. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools for the want of wisdom. Hallelujah. You're a source of life. You're a source of food, spiritual food, encouragement. Right? Iron sharpens iron. How does that happen? Through encouragement. When two people who believe in Jesus, they get together and they speak the word of God back and forth, iron is sharpening iron. You know, it takes iron to sharpen iron. So one man sharpens another man. Glory to God. A greatly, uh, you know, God greatly values tongues that speak good words. How did God create this world? Through words. How did he say that we should exercise faith? Call upon the Lord. Confess, right? With confession, salvation, salvation is made, Right? So we have to use our mouth. Amen? Look at verse 31. Verse 31. The mouth of the just brings forth wisdom, but the froward tongue shall be cut out. (laughs) I'd rather keep my tongue. Thank you very much. Say, my mouth is filled with skillful and godly wisdom. Hallelujah. All right. Let's go to verse 16. The labor of the righteous tends to life, the fruit of the wicked to sin. What what that means is the wages of righteousness is a worthwhile, meaningful life. How many want a worthwhile, meaningful life? Amen. Where do we find our purpose? We find our purpose in God. We find our assignment in God. God has made sure that if you follow him, you'll have a wealth, a wealth. A a meaningful life. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. A worthwhile, that was tough to say, a worthwhile, meaningful life. God adds meaning to your life. 
Amen. He takes the wanderer and gives him a purpose and a destiny to get a destination. Glory to God. I'm daily, we're daily loaded with destiny. And if you ever lost your destiny, he can restore your destiny. He can restore that dream. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Go to verse 25. As the whirlwind passes, so is the wicked no more, but the righteous is an everlasting foundation. Oh, my goodness. The righteous are going to be around for a while. Because we stand on the rock of our salvation, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. We have an everlasting foundation. Glory to God. A foundation that lasts. A foundation that can withstand storms. A foundation that can withstand trials. A foundation that can overcome challenges. Hallelujah. Sometimes all we got to do is stand still and see the salvation of God. Amen. Jehoshaphat, he didn't have to fight. He just had to stand still and see. What are you standing on? I'm standing on the rock. Glory to God. A foundation that lasts. A house that stands secure. A root that will not be moved. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Verse 29. Verse 29, chapter 10. The way of the Lord is strength to the upright. But the destruction shall be to the workers of iniquity. In other words, the Lord's way is a fortress. When you're walking the Lord's way, you're not moved to the left or to the right. But you're fixed on him. All right, let's go to... um, Proverbs 11, Proverbs 11, verse 8, Proverbs 11, verse 8, the righteous is delivered out of trouble and the wicked comes in his stead or in his place. What, what happens to trouble against the righteous? We're delivered out of it, right? And I think, Paul, I think it was Paul that wrote, out of all these troubles, the Lord delivered us all. He knows how to get you out of trouble. We know how to get ourselves in trouble. (laughs) Amen? We do. Sometimes we make bad choices. Sometimes we make bad decisions. Sometimes we act on fleshly information. By the way, that's called having a fit of carnality. (laughs) Now, I know that no one else has ever had that. So sometimes we get ourselves in trouble. Sometimes the trouble comes from the enemy. Do you remember when Paul was preaching so powerfully that people wanted to kill him? What did they have to do? Let him down in a basket at night. Well, why, why isn't he faith man? I'll be faith man and I'll just stand against the trouble. No, sometimes you've got to leave the trouble. Sometimes you've got to run from trouble. 
Sometimes you've got to outsmart the enemy. They didn't know where Paul went. They, they lowered him at night in the basket. First elevator. You know, because sometimes they would build houses in the wall so they had access to the outside. So they let Paul down. And then those who wanted to kill him, they didn't know where he was. Right? Glory to God. We're rescued and delivered from trouble. That's a good benefit, isn't it? Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. All right, let's go to Proverbs 13. Can you take much more? See, when, when God overloads you, it's not hard. You can have as much as God. There's no ill side effects with too much God. There was ill side effects with too much world, but not with God. You can overdose on God, and it has no side effects. Amen? Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Proverbs, what did I say, 13? Verse 21. Proverbs 13, verse 21. Evil pursues sinners, but to the righteous, good shall be repaid. That means we're rewarded with prosperity. Look at verse 22. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. A good man. Amen. A good man plans for the future. Amen. A good man thinks generationally. Hallelujah. A good man is a righteous man. A good man is a just man. Amen. And we leave an inheritance for our children's children. Well, you've got to have something to leave them. Right? If you're going to have children's children, if your children are going to have children, you know, you're going to have to have, you're going to have to accumulate. Amen. Oh, if I can think of the phrase. Oh, yes. Uh, I don't know if it was Bill Winston or Jesse DePlans, but he said, my motivation for accumulation is revelation. My motivation for accumulation is revelation. God wants his kids to have some stuff. Why? Because he wants his kids to be a blessing. What was Abraham? Blessed to be what? A blessing. Say, I'm a blessing. Because I'm blessed. See, the blessing is too much. The blessing is more than enough. The blessing is all sufficient, almighty, abundant supply. Amen? It's more than you can handle. That's why God, God designed it that way, so you can share it with someone else. Hallelujah. It's about time that God's kids have some stuff. God did not design you to live on barely get-along street, which is right next to Grumble Alley, by the way. We're not living on barely get-along street or or Grumble Alley. Amen? We're living on Prosperity Lane. We're living on El Shaddai Avenue. Glory to God. Who does all the gold and silver belong to? Yeah. 
it belongs to the Lord. Right? He said, the gold and the silver are mine. All the cattle are mine, the cattle on a thousand hills. And I like to add all the taters underneath. Yeah. Amen? So we've got to walk in this abundance that God has for us. Go to Proverbs 15, 6. 15, verse 6. In the house of the righteous is much what? Treasure. But in the revenues of the wicked is trouble. I, I think treasure is better than trouble. Amen? Amen. Say, so I got treasures in my house. Hallelujah. Much treasure. Much treasure. That's a daily loading of benefits. God gives us the power to prosper, Deuteronomy 8.18, that he may establish his covenant on the earth. You have been empowered to prosper. That means, everybody hold up your hands. Okay? The Bible says whatever you put your hands to, Right? As long as it's something that would honor God, you put your hand to it, right? God said he'll make that prosper. Whatever these hands touch, it prospers. Amen? What you put your hand to, amen? You got prosperity in you. You got prosperity in your blood. You got prosperity in your bones. Amen? We serve a king of kings. Hallelujah. He's got more than enough. And it is his desire to get it to us. Well, how's he going to get it to me? Is he going to rain it from heaven? God does not counterfeit. He's going to use the things that are already on the earth. He's going to give you an idea. He's going to give you an instruction. He's going to give you a skill. He's going to give you the ability to solve problems. Every one of us in this room can increase. We have been equipped and called to increase. That's what he wants for us. It's a daily load. We've got to get our daily load of prosperity. We've got to get our daily load of healing. We've got to get our daily load of strength. Amen? We've got to get our daily load of overcoming the world. Right? We've got to get our daily load of overcoming the enemy. Amen? Hallelujah. We've got to get our daily load of victory. Glory to God. We got to get our daily load of joy. Hallelujah. How about a daily load of rest? Amen. Not not another restless night. Glory to God. We got to get our daily load of peace. You know, God is like the Star Trek television show. Whenever they wanted to get something to eat, right? They would just say what they wanted and boop, 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 and they'd lift up this thing and there was the food right there, right? They didn't have to make it. They just had to speak it. Oh, come on. All we got to do to tap into what God has for us is to speak it. Amen. We've got a mouth. We can speak his word. Glory to God. Our tongue, our mouth, our mind, when we speak the word of God, there's a power that's released and it causes activity to happen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. 
One more time, one more for tonight. Go to Proverbs 24. Proverbs 24, verse 16. For a just man falls seven times. But is that the end? No. And what happens? And rises up again. Oh, oh, I'm telling you what, if you happen to fall, if you happen to get knocked down, if you happen to get overthrown in a moment, amen, that is not the end. You get back up, you rise again, you keep rising again, amen, hallelujah. Eventually the enemy will get tired of knocking you down. I like Pastor Hagen in his life motto. He said, I cannot be defeated and I will not quit. And one time he was wrestling with his uncle. And his uncle got him in a hold. And he said, you better give up. He said, I'm going to break your arm. And Pastor Hagen looked at him and said, you're going to have to break my arm. We're going down to the hospital get it set. He said, but I ain't quitting. <laughs> That's what he said. Amen. He, he lives by that motto, I'm telling you. He told Lynette one time, he said, if we got to sell everything, he said, Rama's going to go. Because Brother Hagen, he gave him the task of starting Rama, and he talks about, he, he found this old door, they were, doing some, uh, they were doing some construction, and there was this room, and he got this door, set it on like two things, and that's what he wrote Rama. He wrote the curriculum and everything, and that's how it started. Back in, and their first class was 1974, 58 students. Since then, they've graduated over 200 and some thousand. Amen. They've got 200 and there's 270 schools of Rhema all around the world. Glory to God. Amen. But you came here tonight because you didn't know what God had in store, but he wanted to load you up. He wanted to make sure that your sacks are full, that your trunk is full, that you, every container that you got is full. Amen. He told like the woman who was, uh, she had her sons. They were going to come and take her sons. The creditors were going to come. She had this debt. She didn't know how to pay, so she calls the prophet. And he says, what do you want me to do? And he says, well, what do you have? She says, well, I have some empty pots and some oil. He said, go and gather all the empty pots, right? And so her and her sons went and gathered all the pots that they could, and they filled this room with pots, right? And then they shut the door. That was the instruction. And so... As long as there were empty pots, that little cruise of oil continued to flow. She went from being in debt to the oil business. And she's pouring that oil, right? Empty pot, empty pot. All the pots are full. The oil stopped flowing. And then the prophet said this. Go and sell the oil. Number one, there was enough there to pay off the debt. Number two, live on the rest. God not only wants you to get out of debt, he wants you to live on the rest. Because that's the kind of God we serve. Amen. He overloads us with benefits. He daily loads us with benefits. I hear the truck backing up now. Beep, 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 beep. It's about to make a dump load. Amen. A dump load of glory. A dump load of goodness. A dump load of help. Amen. A dump load of understanding and wisdom. Hallelujah. How about, a, how about a new, fresh 
road of mercy, glory to God. How about a new, new batch of grace? Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You've come to get loaded up tonight. I'm going to load you up tonight. Amen. If you want to be loaded up tonight, I want you to stand to your feet. And if you're watching this tonight, I just want you to stretch forth your hand. Father, I thank you for everyone who took the time to watch this and to listen to this message. Stretch forth your hand now and receive and be loaded up in the name of Jesus with the benefits and the goodness of God. Cast your cares to him. Cast your burdens to him. Let him work everything out and he will help you. He will bless you. He will set you up for success. I release that. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hallelujah. Now, those of you that want to come and get your load, I just want you to come up front right now. Hallelujah. You're not coming to pray. You're just coming to receive. Amen. He meets all of your needs according to his riches and glory. So your needs are met. He's a good shepherd. He said, you shall not want. He's so good that you're not going to want. Right? And he'll give you the desires of your heart. Right? So, hallelujah, it's time for overflow. It's time for overflow. Glory to God. We're going to increase our capacity to receive tonight in the name of Jesus. We're not going to limit God by religion. We're going to just let him do what he wants to do, how he wants to do it, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.